Introduction to Vice in its Proper Shape This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Vice in its Proper Shape or the wonderful and melancholy transformation of several naughty masters and misses into those contemptible animals which they most resemble in disposition. By Anonymous Introduction It was the opinion of the wise Pythagoras, and of some other philosophers, that the souls of men, women, and children, after their death, are sent into other human bodies and sometimes into those of beasts or birds or even insects, and that they thereby change their residence either to their advantage or disadvantage according to their good or ill behaviour in their preceding state of existence. This singular opinion still prevails in some parts of the East Indies, and that to such a degree that they make it criminal to put any animal to death for how do you know, they say, but in killing a sheep, a bird, or a fish, you murder your father, or your brother, or some other deceased friend or relation, whose soul may inhabit the body of the animal you so wantonly destroy? An officer in the service of the East India Company, and a particular friend of mine, had liked to have lost his life by not paying a proper deference to this whimsical notion, for being some time in that part of the country, and happening to shoot a heron, he was immediately arrested and prosecuted for it by one of the natives. The man insisted that the heron was inhabited by the soul of his father, and supported his point so much to the satisfaction of the court, that had it not been for the friendly assistance of a Jew, who appeared as the captain's advocate, he would certainly have been condemned. The Jew allowed that what the plaintiff had asserted was strictly true, but pleaded on behalf of his client that the soul of his, the said client's grandmother, resided in the body of a fish, which the said client had often seen and knew perfectly well, and that at the time when the heron was killed, the said heron was going to dart upon the said fish to devour it, so that the said client, being strongly moved thereunto by his natural affection, instantly shot the said heron, purely to save the life of his grandmother. This plea was admitted, and the captain was immediately discharged by order of the court. It is well for the reader that the captain escaped as he did, for if he had been hanged for murdering the heron, it is more than probable that it would have been out of his power to have returned to England, with that curious little treatise which I have now taken the pains to translate into English, for the amusement of the little masters and misses of Great Britain. It contains a diverting account of several naughty boys and girls, who after their death, which was generally owing to their own folly, were degraded into such animals as they most resembled when alive. I cannot pretend to say who was the author, for his modesty was so great that he has not inserted his name in the title page. 
The captain tells me it is the opinion of some of the Indian critics that he was an academy keeper, who wrote for the instruction of his scholars, and of others that he was a fond father, who wrote for the entertainment of his children. But as it is very possible that both of them may be mistaken, I shall not presume to decide which of them have been so fortunate as to discover the truth in a matter of such evident importance. I have only to observe that as long proper names, such as those of the Indians, would have been too crabbed for most of my little readers, I have put myself to the amazing trouble of substituting English names in their room, which are expressive of the characters of the persons to whom they are applied. After humbly begging the author's pardon for taking this liberty with his ingenious performance, I must desire all the masters and misses who read my translation of it to be extremely careful to avoid all the crimes and follies which it was intended to correct. Otherwise, if my friend the captain, who will probably hear of their ill behaviour, should happen to speak of it when he makes another voyage to India, and it should by any means reach the ear of my author, we may perhaps have a second volume containing a mortifying account of the surprising and lamentable transmigrations of some of the naughty boys and girls in England. End of Introduction <laughs>